All right, all right. Y'all know what time it is. So, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, the Afro Boy, Prince Unity, and this is the Lost African Podcast, where we talk about agriculture, financial literacy, and controversy. As you guys know, every Monday we go into some historical character or event that happened in Black world history. Uh, just in regards to just a reflection of us that we exist all around the world, um, that we've impacted people all around the world and we exist all around the world, and that we have not lost that shine. So uh, we will talk about the Black Siren of Ireland. Um, the reason why I did this subject was one of two things. There was St. Patrick's Day that just passed not too long ago. So, you know, I seen a whole lot of uh, you know, Luck of the Irish, Leprechauns, uh, Four Leaf Clovers, and all of these things. And, you know, in, in my realm of consciousness and Black love and unity, and even Africanness, I was like, hey, are there any historical references um, to Blackness existing um, in Ireland, right? And the Irish and so forth. So, and on top of that, it's uh, March. And March is Women's History Month. So I was able to find and discover two. And it's a lady by the name of Rachel Baptiste, right? And she goes by the Black Siren. Now, in this, you'll discover how I discovered that while as impactful as she was, even on um, a physical level to her beauty, to a mental level, how she shocked the world because she was a singer and an actress. That's what they called her, the siren. Um, her career spanned about 20 to 25 years in theaters, assemblies, and what they call pleasure gardens of Ireland and England, right? They called her the native of Africa. So, so they clarify and they do uh, say that she is of African descent, that she is a black woman and so forth. And that a lot of the time she appeared in a yellow silk gown. So, uh, and there are even some playwriters who uh, quote her quote her, her live experience watching her sing and how they reflected upon um, seeing her, their emotions, how that arised, how that made her, how that made them feel. Uh, and even talk about in slight prejudice, prejudices of this day. So when I say that, because of course this is the 17th century, right? This is between 1750 to about 1777 or the late 1770s. Um, and they said by a playwright by the name of John O'Keefe, I believe, or John O'Keefe, who saw her perform, said no one objected, objected her to her color, right? So this, I believe, was a point of view from a person who admired her, from a person of admiration. I don't think that this was a, a true perspective spectrum of what her life was like because like i said they only have bits and pieces of her career let alone a birth record like there isn't much about her 
but they acknowledge that she exists, which raised the question, how do you exist and not exist at the same time? Um, she performed uh, for some high-ranking people, especially in July of 1756, where she sang in the, I'm not great at French or Europeanist uh, pronunciations, uh, Nicola Pasquel Monsque, right? Uh, Herbanera, Herbanera's trumpet, or no, Herbanera's triumph, my bad. And down of a great general, uh, William Blank Nikki. Okay? Now, um, carrying things on, I don't know why there was no accurate record of her career, right? Of her work. And while she spent 10 years in England between 19, no, my bad, not 19, 1757 to 1767, which is really right after, no, my bad, <laughs> 10, 10 to nine years before America received their uh, independence. I don't know why that popped on my head. But the black singer and the actress, so this is where that whitewashing, um, which I've seen before in other instances and other examples of history, because it's reported that her as a black singer and an actress, that she played uh, Polly Petchum in The Beggar's Opera, right? So that she was the actual actress and singer behind this opera performance. And also, it's been reported that she is the actual influence behind Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Now, the reason why I say this is because there's been other instances like um, there was a famous Black woman, I can't quote her, but she's a famous African woman who ended up being uh, viewed as a piece of art, right? That uh, they were so at awe with her figure that they put her up in a museum in a showcase similar to a circus. And they sort of did uh, Rachel Baptiste's music and vocal uh, talent the exact same way. Because it says, um, that, where is it? They published a poem about her, right? Poem in honor of Flynn's, Le Flynn's Lannister Journal, which referred explicitly to her color, how she looked, but also to the prejudice which this aroused when she seemed, right? And I have a snippet of that. Let's go to it. I'm going to read it to you. It says, and this is in a um, opera s uh, tone. So it says, Frames done thy right, thou has the luring art that can soften music's melody in part, 
Envy herself must thy perfections own and say thou worthy of a laurel crown. Let the white fair ones swell in proud disdain. That means that these white people who have distinct prejudice are fawning at her and they can't believe that they're astonished and proud of that she has this vocal power in disdain. Despise thy color and thy dusky mane. Talking about uh, her complexion. Yet what of that? Even these nor want their charms, nor grace and lore, the lover to thy arms. Right? So, when I was reading through truly limited research, uh, I discovered that as she performed, she moved from town to town. And that let me sort of come to a consensus of why she may have had to move from town to town every time that she performed. You know, as much as they hate and love to admit that we are great, um, we've done great things and great impacts along the world, there, there is that sense of people were taught, especially in these deep times, because there's still slavery going on in the world. This is the 1700s. Um, the American Revolution hasn't even happened. Uh, declarations around the world haven't even uh, abolished slavery in some forms. People are slowly trying to progress past this notion. So the racism and discrimination still really, really existed. Um, it just so happened that they sort of fonded over our talents and that impacted that in the instance, in that moment, they, they can't uh, create the reason to hate, if that makes sense. And I thought that was really impactful. I thought that was really on because they still do it to this day. Um, you still have people who do, do it to this day will fond over our greatness and accomplishments and, you know, so impressed. And at the same time, those same notions, the moment we do something that they, they don't necessarily like uh, or don't succeed to their measure, that's where uh, discrimination comes about. You saw that in like a soccer game during the past pre-pandemic pandemic stage. I forgot where it was, but I do believe it was between uh, UNS company countries uh, and all the black soccer players got a lot of backlash. Uh, can't remember what country that was, but yeah. In that instance, and I, I wanted to share this with you because this is on my mind. And I thought it was so interesting um, to discover along with probably a whole lot of other things that we still have left to discover about all of these other countries. Just this small story creates a borough to wanting to know so much more, even about this country, right? The other um, black impactful people, right, who existed. So that is the story for today. I said the show wasn't going to be too long. Um, I just wanted to share something of historical reference, especially that I believe should be represented and talked about. 
um, in black world history and in women's history. So hopefully you enjoyed this information. Hopefully this inspires you to go out and search for your greatness, whether you are a man or a woman. Um, look for your impact around the world. Yes, always have a reflection of you. Let's say you are an African-American, right? Look for your impact from uh, a black African-American woman. Look for your impact uh, from a black African-American man. But that doesn't mean that we don't share that impact as black people around the world. You can find inspirational people, which they've always done, from someone from the islands to the motherland to Europe and uh, the Pacific, the Pacific Islands and all these places around the world. In Asia, you can find black strength, black greatness uh, for our men and for our women. Just pick up a book, Google, and hopefully I inspire you to do that. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, this is the Lost Avenue Podcast, um, the blog, Lost Avenue Podcast, the YouTube channel, Lost Avenue Podcast. And if you want to holler at me, inbox me, or DM me, you can DM me on the blog, or you can hit me up on TikTok at Afroboy Prince Unity and Instagram, Afroboy Prince Unity. And I will holler at y'all later. Give me one second.